Well, if, and that's a big if, the Nashville Predators wanted to make a run to the playoffs, what are three things they need to do? We'll talk about what must happen for this edition of the Nashville Predators to make a march towards the playoffs. Plus, now that the trade deadline has settled and passed, who are the true contenders in the Western Conference and who are the pretenders? We'll talk about it today on the Lockdown Predators podcast. Your Lockdown Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Lockdown Predators your first listen of the day every single day. We are your free daily Nashville Predators podcast that's available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Also part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at OnTheForeCheck.com, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer and editor at InsideThePreds.com. Today's uh, show is also sponsored by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. And we have a playoff push maybe to talk about <laughs> there, somehow. Would we have thought at the beginning of this season that the team roster would look like this? Probably no. Would we have thought four weeks ago that we would be talking about a playoff push with a team roster that looks like this? Also, probably no. But here we are. The Nashville Predators friends are not out of it. Whoever they whoever they may be on the roster as we flip through for wait, who is number 77? Who is number 52? <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh, that guy. I have heard of that person's name before. Okay, was Matt Irwin number 52? Because I keep Matthew getting... St- number 52, yes. Yep, keep getting stuck on Matty Irwin. Yeah. He's not on the team, friends. He might as well be. He's he <laughs> a poor guy at this point, I think. Yeah. So here's the situation. The Nashville Predators sit at 69 points. Nice. Uh, and the last wild card team at the moment are the Winnipeg Jets, who have 75. The Nashville Predators have played three more games uh, than Winnipeg right now. They're 6-3-1 and one in their last 10. They have a couple teams ahead of them, like the Winnipeg Jets, that are falling right now. They have a lot of games in hand at a bunch of teams right ahead of them, uh, including the Calgary Flames, who are the standings-wise the one team ahead of them between them and a wild card spot. They have a lot of games in hand at Edmonton, a lot of games in hand at teams like LA, even though I don't think they're going to fall that far. Even somebody like Minnesota uh, have mm-hmm. played a handful of extra games than the Nashville Predators. So all of this to say... And I want to be clear that I don't think either one of us are predicting the Nashville Predators are going to make the playoffs. This isn't a prediction at this point. We're just saying they can. True. Yes, it is mathematically possible. And let's just also be real. After covering the Nashville Predators now as long as we have, 
you have to be prepared for literally any yep. circumstance with this franchise. So we thought today, let's let's be prepared in case this might happen. Let let's just talk through, let's just talk through what needs to come together for this dream to become a reality or a nightmare, depending on which side of that spectrum you sit on. And we talked about that yesterday. Yeah. Porque no los dos. Why not both? Uh okay, so that that's what it that, that's what it means. I believe you. <laughs> Don't give me that look. Uh, so what well, we thought we would come up with three things that the Nashville Predators must have happen. Yes. To get to the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, Anne, yes. what is one thing the Nashville Predators need to do to get to the Stanley Cup playoffs? The one thing that absolutely must happen if Nashville wants to make a run and get into the playoffs, they have got to get Philip Forsberg back. And I get it. A lot of that is outside of their control, and we would never advocate rushing Philip Forsberg back, especially if he's had some sort of concussion. But here is what is real about the Nashville Predators. They are not the same team without Philip Forsberg. He's been out since February 11th. But what is interesting is even though he has missed such a large chunk of time, almost a month, He's still tied for the leading goal scorer for the Nashville Predators, which there's a whole podcast in that stat alone, my friends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've had these conversations before many yep. Um, But without Philip Forsberg, this isn't the same team. He's a creative playmaker. He is also somebody who offensively this team is better with him and he's somebody another another team really has to factor for they really have to be kind of paying attention with philip forsberg he of course has speed he's got great puck possession skills an amazing shot so philip forsberg naturally makes this team better i will say this he's been off the ice so long and we went through this just chaotic trade deadline huge roster shift I can't wait to see this resetting Nashville Predators team with Philip Forsberg in the lineup. Because I think in my mind, I look at who we've seen on the ice the last couple of games and I think, okay, this is the team we're building around. But wait, friends, we also have Philip Forsberg and he needs to come back to the ice if the Predators want to make it into the playoffs. Yeah, not only that, but I feel like guys like him and Roman Yossi have to be and Matt Duchesne, too, have to be the guys that carry the team. As good as the young guys are and as good as it see them in prime spots, I think back to, like, the 2008 and all these young players that were stepping up. But you also had guys like Jason Arnott and yeah. J.P. Dumont come in with huge, like, 70-plus point seasons, uh, which were some of the best of their career. You need to see that kind of – obviously, they're not going to get to where they were last year, but that same kind of level of play – where guys like Forsberg are scoring all the time. Yeah. Speaking of players and that mm -hmm. need to be uh, on absolutely on fire and back and healthy to me, number two, the number two thing that needs to happen for the Nashville Predators to make a playoff run is UC Saros has to be a world eater. Come on. He has to be that Titan that we know he can be. Yeah. And we saw first happen. We saw, you know, we saw firsthand it happened last year. Uh, boy, that UC Saros injury is a what if, a giant Gosh, what is. if, one of the biggest ones, I think, in the landscape of the Nashville Predators. Because if he's healthy, you know, 
they may not play Colorado round one. You know, Come they on. may be in a little bit of an easier playoff bracket. Who knows what the conversation is? Would it have changed, you know, where the Nashville Predators actually were? Maybe not, but it might have uh, changed the feelings towards this team going into this year. That's for sure. I think when you have a game-changing goalie like UC Soros, he erases a lot of other mistakes, uh, yeah. mistakes in front of him. And right now, you know, the Preds are a young team, and this is not a commentary on, you know, any particular player, but they have some players that are naturally going to make some mistakes, especially in the defensive end. So you need to have somebody like UC Saros that can go out there and steal a handful of games. We need him at his plus 920 save percentage form that we know he can be at. We need him to be that Vezina finalist like he was last year and put up all these goals saved above expected and high danger save percentage. We need those to be towards the top of the NHL. If they can do that, I still think UC Saros is one of the three best goalies in the NHL right yes. now. And that's a hill I will die on. If he is 100% and if he is on his, uh, on a hot streak, the Predators have as good a chance of anybody to beat anybody at any time. I agree with you. UC Saros is the secret sauce in the Big Mac of the Nashville Predators. He is the thing that makes the real magic happen. And you can look back and you can see it, whether it's in individual games, whether, like you said, the the reverse being so painfully true last season. Such a horrible what if. What if UC Saros was injured? You know, that's one that can keep you up at night. So we're not going to dwell on that. But I agree with you. Goaltending is so important down the stretch into the playoffs, into this kind of meaty, important part of the season. And when the Nashville Predators have UC Saros on their roster, really anything can happen. And David Poyle said in his you know post-trade deadline, look, UC Saros, he may have taken some calls to gauge the market, but he was a non-negotiable. He was not going to be traded because right now, this team has to have UC Saros to be competitive. That's just what's real. So yeah, I agree with you. UC Saros is the secret sauce. Yeah, he is the flavor in the gelato, so to speak. Uh, and yes. what is one more thing you think the Nashville Predators need to do to get into the playoffs? I always harp on this, but special teams have got to be special. And that seems so obvious. The Nashville Predators, they have a really good penalty kill. Now, keep in mind, they lost Tanner Janot, who was, you know, a really good penalty killer for them. Matthias Ekholm also was a penalty killer for them. But they got Tyson Berry, who, you know, hops in on that. And they've got some guys in from Milwaukee who have played time on the penalty kill. Not as worried about that. Mm -hmm. Again, also because you've got UC Saros in net. Where I think the Nashville Predators have to find their stride is with the power play. And Matthias Ekholm had said, and let me just cross myself, Matthias Ekholm, had said um, several months ago in an interview talking about that 2017 Cup run, one of the things that was really magical at that time is that their power play was good. And he's like, look, that season doesn't happen without a really good power play. And I think that you'll see that kind of as we talk about these competitive teams in the Western Conference, special teams are the difference in games. It, it, one goal game, you give somebody the man advantage. If you're a team that can 
capitalize on that, that's game changing. And the Nashville Predators have not been game changing on the power play this season. So recently they've picked it up in the last month or so. They've got one of the best performing power plays. If they can continue that, little Luke Evangelista, little special teams demon, God love him. If we can capitalize on that and, and pick up on that, that's going to go a long way to getting the Nashville Predators into the playoffs. Yeah, and they need those goal scores they got from Milwaukee to help contribute to that as well. Uh, so those are three things the Nashville Predators need to do to get into the playoffs. Again, not saying it's going to happen, but we're asking you, do you think they have what it takes to maybe make it happen? Let us know in the comments or tweet us at LO underscore Predators. And speaking of of playoff contenders. There's eight teams from the Western Conference that are going to be in there fighting for a chance at the Stanley Cup. Who are the true contenders of the Western Conference? We're going to put each team in the West into tiers based on how likely we think they may make a run towards the Stanley Cup. Coming up in just a second, but first, Again, want to mention today's show brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. It's not just the NHL in action right now, folks. We got plenty of sports, including the NBA. The midway point of the NBA season is now past. We're well into the second half of the season. Now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. And that's because new customers get an sweat first bet up to $1,000, which is bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win all you have to do is uh, download the FanDuel Sportsbook app which is safe secure super easy to use and then you can bet on everything money line point scores player props like how many rebounds or assists LeBron James would get in a game and they also have exclusive bets like the two by three which is two three-pointers scored in the first three minutes FanDuel also lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay so don't miss a chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 back in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. Again, fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, Dan, we are busting out our Western Conference contendership tiers today. Let's go. Let's go. So here's what we're going to do. We have four tiers set up. Tier one is the cup contenders. Like these are the absolute, you would put money on this team. Not only maybe making it to the Stanley Cup finals, but maybe being able to win it as well. Like you think these are the cream of the crop to come out of the West. Number two are the dark horses. You're not ready to put uh, money on them quite yet. But you can see a situation in which they get hot, things go right at the right time, and they make their way into the postseason. Number three is the they're just happy to be here. They're the they're in the playoffs, or they're going to contend for the playoffs, but you don't see them making a lot of noise. And then number four is the we'll call it the Arizona Coyotes tier. Uh, the they're they're not in it. Don't worry about them. Yeah. All right, so we're going to go through each team one at a time. Luckily, the first couple I don't think we need to spend a lot of time on, Anna. Uh, the Anaheim Ducks, I'm going to say, going to go ahead and speak for both of us and say bottom tier, tier four. Yes. yes. Uh, same with the Arizona Coyotes. Bless. Tier, tier four. I don't think there's a lot of debate there. 
Yeah, they're not going to make the playoffs, but here's what they're going to do. Arizona is going to annoy the teams that are trying to get there, a la Nashville Predators. I will say, I, I do hope Arizona manages to find some semblance of a team soon. They have a lot of really good prospects. Uh, and I Connor Bedard, they're going to be a lot of fun. And, you know, I just I just hope for Arizona fans' sake that they can turn things around. I hope Ryder they deserve Green, it. They, they yeah. do. Uh, here's one that's very interesting and get to our mm-hmm. first interesting one the calgary flames yeah yeah um here's the thing about the calgary flames for me at the beginning of the season this was a team i really had my eye on because they were competitive last season very competitive last season and also they added nazem kadri and i'm like look and you and Jonathan Huberdeau, like you were a really good team. You've just added two top level players to this team. This is this is going to be a team that's going to give Colorado a run for their money. In my mind, I had Calgary at the beginning of the season, one of the teams deep in the mix. I just don't think that's who they are. And it surprises me. For one thing, Jacob Markstrom has not had the same season that he had last year. He was a Vesna finalist with UC Soros. I, he's not had the same season. Dan Vladar is just doing okay as well. Um, I'm not impressed with the Calgary Flames. It's like they don't quite have it together. Like you have all the pieces to the puzzle, but by dang, you cannot figure out what picture it's making. And that's how the Calgary Flames are right now to me. Jacob Markstrom last year led the NHL in shutouts, had nine shutouts last year, mm-hmm. only won this season in an 893 save percentage. But you look at this, <laughs> to me, and this is a team that had, boy, uh, to that Matthew Kachuk trade backfire for oh. Calgary and Florida at this point. <laughs> Uh, yeah. You know, you you also lost Johnny Hockey, Johnny Gaudreau, and, right. you know, Jonathan Huberto hasn't been able to recreate what he created last year, and neither has Nazem Kadri. Uh, they're, I mean, they have the depth. They have a lot of depth scoring. But they, do. they just don't have that, you know, they just don't have that top-end talent that is going to win games for you. To me, I'm with you. I had this team as maybe a, like a dark horse Western Conference contender at the beginning of this year. For now, I think they're just a team that's happy to be here, that is happy yep. to be in the playoff run. Uh, by the way, they have fewer wins than the Nashville Predators. Yeah. And a smaller points percentage, just throwing that out there. So, yeah, I think they're in my just happy to be here tier. Same here. Very happy to be here. They're the girl that likes from Miss Congeniality. What's her ideal date? April 25th. April 25th. Yeah. It is not. You just need a light jacket. The light jacket. That's the Calgary Flames. Yes. Uh, another easy one. Chicago Blackhawks. Oh, bless. Uh, <laughs> very much hope they do not get Connor Bedard because I might turn into the Joker for multiple reasons there. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, they, they, they're not a hundred. We knew a whole podcast on why they do not deserve Connor Bedard. Yes. Uh, yes, I would agree. They they're in the they they're not great category or they suck, whichever however you want to classify them. Yeah. yeah. Rough year for them. And yet they're still chippy about it. Let's hope they're not as chippy coming up because predators play them a couple times. 
Um, speaking of, let's hope they're not chippy. Uh, the Colorado Avalanche, this mm. might be an agreement for a different reason, Anna. Yeah, the Colorado Avalanche. Look, here's what's real. Beginning of the season, Colorado was my team that was going to win it all. What in the ever-loving hell has been in the water in Colorado? I just, here's the thing. We love, love our Locked On Abs counterparts. Incredible. If you're looking for another Locked On podcast, Locked On Abs guys are chef's kiss. We love them. Yes. Love them. But this Avalanche team, I mean, we have got to check on them because this Avalanche team has been through it. They are dropping like flies. It's just unreal the season that they've had. Their injury report is longer than the Constitution. It would take you longer to have gone through and read, here is everybody who has been injured at some point on this roster and missed games. It's outrageous. Here's what is terrifying to me about the Colorado Avalanche. They're going to get healthy right when they need to get healthy. Yep. And this team LTIR is no longer in effect. Yes. This team is going to be a force. They've got Georgiev in net. You know, he's had a couple of rough games, but I think he is plenty good enough for what they're going to need. I think the Colorado Avalanche are the real deal. We just haven't been able to see it all come together. Friends, it's going to all come together at the right time. And it, I think Colorado's the real deal. I think they're cup contenders. I am with you. I think I have them tier one and mostly just kind of based on default. It's like, look, when the Western Conference is as much of a hodgepodge as it is, I think you just have to defer to your best team on paper. And yeah. for me, that, that's Colorado. And you also mentioned there's somebody that we haven't mentioned all season long, and that's Gabe Landeskog because he still has right. yet to play his first game. If he gets back, you know, you saw kind of the same thing happen to the Colorado Avalanche last year, too. They were missing some key guys. Other guys like Nazem Kadri were kind of carrying the load down the stretch. They all got healthy in March, and then they just kind of steamrolled the NHL from there on out. It is playing out very similarly to the record. I don't think the Avalanche are as good as they were last year. Like, I don't think this is going to be... I don't think this is going to be a team that you see, you know, go 16 and four and route to a Stanley Cup finals again. I think a lot of series are going to be a little bit more tight, but I still think they are on paper the best team in the West. So, yeah, very much have them in my uh, my little top tier. Yeah. Um, another one and the Dallas Stars. Mm -hmm. Okay, you know what? This one pains me because, you know, I have a thing about Dallas because at one point in time they cut checks to Corey Perry, and I don't take that lightly. Here is the th problem. I think Dallas may be the real deal, and it's taken me a while this season. It's taken me a while this season to get there. Plus, I feel like this is a team that definitely got better at the trade deadline. You know, they've added a couple of pieces. They got Max Domi, you know, from the Blackhawks. This is somebody who, now granted, he led the Chicago Blackhawks in goals. But again, he led the Chicago Blackhawks in goals. But he's playing on a line with Mason Marchment. He is playing with Tyler Seguan. I think this is a line that's going to get going. Jake Ottinger, not been as good as I think that he was maybe last season, but plenty good enough defensively. I think this is one of the top defenses you're looking at. And I feel like they're, they're the real deal. 
it it took me a long time to decide that, but I think that they're cup contenders. I think they could give Colorado a run for their money. To me, I I don't know what the Dallas Stars are quite yet, and they mm-hmm. haven't been able to really prove it because they had that just like unbelievable run. And you look at the year Jason Robertson is having, you know, Gosh. would maybe maybe be an MVP candidate if there wasn't somebody named Connor McDavid just absolutely tearing it up right I mean, now. Yes. You know, they have Jake Ottinger, who I think is cementing himself as one of the top goalies in the league yeah. because of what he's done for the, you know, two years in a row now. Uh, and then, you know, you have guys like Jamie Ben who weren't contributing much last year, kind of refining their game. You know, Miro Haskinen, who we kind of forgot about him over the last couple of years. He's really kind of taken his game a step forward. But then I just look and it's like they have these weird runs where they just sort of, you know, play mid hockey, like the one they're on right now, like a four, three and three stretch, which, you know, they're getting points, but you watch them. And it's like, I just don't see this as like a world beater to me. And I have them in my second tier. Okay. I have them as a team that, you know, can make a cup run if things go right. Yes. Because if, you know, if everybody stays healthy, if everybody continues the depth, if their defense stays good and Ottinger stays good, if they can stay consistent, I think they're they're in that tier. Uh, the question is just going to be, can they stay consistent? Yeah, that's true. Of course, we still have several more teams to get to. Who are the dark horses and who, like, I don't know, maybe Nashville, are just really happy to be here? We still got to get to a couple more teams. But first, want to let you know this episode's brought to you by, of course, our great friends at Built Bar Look. This is just what's real. If you have a kid in college or somebody who's around 18 to 20 years old, just go and buy Build Bars. Take it from me. If you are looking for a delicious treat, and I know that generation are always looking for a treat, you want to get them. Built Bars are super popular here, and they're very healthy. If you've got somebody who likes working out, you got to get them a Built Bar. First of all, they taste great, covered in 100% real chocolate, but they are also really good for you. Look, I don't know how they do it. I can just tell you for sure they do it well. Built Bar has great taste and amazing macros. They're healthy for you. You get about 130 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, but they are packed with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now look, you don't need to wait around for a box. If you are out picking up some groceries at Walmart, run to the pharmacy, grab yourself a four count box of cookies and cream. That's one of our favorites, double chocolate, or you can always get the coconut puffs. We love the puffs. If you are a Sam's Club shopper and you know that the 18 to 20 year olds are going to go through those like wolves that have been starved all season, you're going to want to grab a 13 bar box with hit flavors like brownie batter or maybe even churro. And hey, if you've got a student in college and you need to ship it, just go to built.com. You can pick out any of their amazing bars, their granola bars, their puffs. You can find those at built.com. Trust me when I tell you, if you're feeding that group of people, you're going to want to do it with Built Bars. So check them out at Walmart, at Sam's Club, and you can always find all the great flavors at built.com. All right, Anne, we're picking things up with our Western Conference contenders tiers with a team we have unfortunately talked about a little bit over the past couple of weeks, the Edmonton Oilers. Can't even. Yes. Uh, pour, pouring out for Maddie X real quick. Can't even. Uh, yeah, the Edmonton Oilers. Here, I'm very curious where you land with this one. 
because I have the Oilers as cup contenders. Here's why. Here's why. Let me explain. First of all, you have Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. This is a team that's got the best power play. This is a team that scores goals like Fonzie scored dates. Like it just, they are offensively insane. Where they have not been great is defense. Who did they just add? Say it with me, friends. Matias X. Maddie X. So I feel like they're addressing the area where they're not great. Goaltender, you know, their goaltending has not always been great. Stuart Skinner, young kid, 24, young, kind of older in hockey years, but in real life, he just needs a built bar. Um, you know, 24-year-old goaltender, you know, he can be good every so often. He'll kind of have a hiccup game. I think if he can stay solid, this is a team that should make it to the cup finals. How, how do you have Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid, who, by the way, is walking around with 54 goals? With 54 about 20 goals. games left in the season, too. Yes. How are you not a cup contender? And here's my thing. I know defensively they have not been great. I think this is true across the board in hockey. You can win a cup with either very good defense and an okay goaltender or with okay defense and a very good goaltender. You don't necessarily have to have both. It's it's better if you do. And I think if their defense can improve with the changes that they've made, you know, that we will not speak of, or if Skinner can find a way to dig deep and be the guy, be the guy that they need. I just don't know how the Oilers can't get there. Tell me how they're not going to get there. Uh, well, here, well, here's one reason. Uh, so we have Connor McDavid, 124 points. Leon Dreisaitl, 96 points. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, 78 points. Zach Hyman, 72. Who's next? Darnell Nurse with <laughs> 33 points. And then beyond yeah. him, Evan Rodriguez with 24 points. This is the same problem that has always hurt the Edmonton Oilers that it's hurt them since Connor McDavid came in. You have some of the best top end talent of the league and absolutely nothing, nothing worthwhile behind them. I mean, they are the, basically the Nashville predators behind them at this point. (laughs) And, and, you know, I I do love Matias Ekholm going there. I think he greatly helps that defense. I just don't, I just look at that defense and it's like, okay, who else? Like, who else is going to be, like, the shutdown defender? To me, I I, I have Edmonton as Tier 2 because I really? still think if McDavid just absolutely starts stealing games and Stuart Skinner is playing, like, the all-star caliber that he was this year, I think they can get there. Uh, but I have them as Tier 2. I don't have them as a true contender just because I think there are so many question marks behind that top group uh, for the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, we're going to go through some of these really quick. And uh, yep. Los Angeles Kings, I really wanted to make a hot take here. And uh-huh. I really wanted to put them in the true contender. Uh, because I look at this team and I said, these, this is a team that is killing it in the game. Basically dominating in every aspect except goaltending. They haven't gotten good goaltending this year. They got yeah. Jonas Corposalo who is, you know, a better goaltender than what they had. I just, 
oh, that's still too big of a question mark to me. I had them in tier two. Yes, that's I where them, I landed. As I well had them as my yeah. If if they do get goaltending, I'd say this might be a dark horse team. Yes, uh, but yeah. Yep. Nope. I agree with you. When you're 22nd in goals allowed per game, you need to make a couple adjustments if you want to make it into my tier one. So I agree with you. They're a dark horse. Could happen. Would be a would be would be a surprise. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Minnesota Wild. This is another interesting one. I think. Yeah, Minnesota Wild, again, what in the world? Don't know what to make of them. You know, they are pretty good defensively, you know, decent in goaltending as well. Philip Gustafson has come in and, you know, he's been outstanding for them as far as save percentage and all of that. You've got Kirill Kaprizov. Obviously, anything can happen with him on the ice. Matt Zuccarello, Joel Eriksson-Eck, Matt Boldy, who I thought was going to have a little better year, but he's still chawing along nicely. I just feel like this team is so hot and cold, so hot and cold. I can I do not trust them yet. Like, I do not trust them yet. So for me, they're in the dark horse category. I'm just not sure they can consistently pull off what they need to to be a cup contender. I will point out they haven't lost in regulation since the day after Valentine's Day. I know, but do you remember the stretches where they literally couldn't even? Yes. Uh, And their (laughs) stats still aren't good. Uh, For perspective, they have played three more games than the Nashville Predators this year and have only scored four more goals. (laughs) So that tells you something about where this team's scoring is right now. Uh, Hey, there you go. I'm with you. I, I have them in my... Uh, tier two, uh, I think yeah. if, if things go right, they can make a run. Yeah. Um, the Nashville Predators, and yeah, hey. yeah, I think the Nashville Predators are just so stinking happy to be here and they are looking for the snack table. It is not in the sin bin, yeah. The Nashville Predators are happy to be here if they make the playoffs. Look, with what they've done to the roster, if they make the playoffs, we're having a party, we're serving gelato, it's going to be amazing. Yes gelato and built bars that's right yeah I, i'm with you i think we've talked about why uh, at this yeah. point including earlier in the show uh next up on the list is the san jose sharks i assume we're both going to put them in their t- bottom tier they kind of yes. sucked here uh yep. the seattle kraken and okay we needed to just, I almost called Erica Ayala, host of Lockdown Kraken, our great friend, because I'm looking at the Seattle Kraken. I'm like, where did they come from? They're yeah. not great at really anything. I mean, they're I, I not, you, yeah. they're not terrible, but they're not great at anything. How did they get where they're at? Yeah, I'm I'm looking at the Kraken. I'm going through their lineup and it's in some of their stats and it's just like, I don't don't see how this team is where they're at (laughs) like i mean it's like oh you know good goaltending it's it's not you know both philip grubauer and martin jones who started the majority of the games are sub 900 goaltenders uh scoring i mean they've got plenty of good depth but not like a one like true good goal scorer jordan everly is their leading scorer with 51 points fewer than roman yossi although jared mccann does have 31 goals uh, although I will say they have a bunch of people with 20 plus like they're, I think that must be amazing scoring. Yeah. I wonder what that's like. 
Uh, but I mean, they're not great at special teams. I mean, it's I I really want to believe in the Seattle Kraken, but I think this year and especially the fact that they did nothing at the deadline, I have them in the just happy to be here. And you know what? Them getting in the playoffs this year and year two, especially how last year went, I think they will just be happy to be there. Yeah, it's been so interesting. This has been one of the most interesting stories, definitely in the Western Conference, but I think in the NHL. I love little Matty Beneers. Can't wait to see him be successful. But when you really break it down, you look at the Seattle Kraken and you're like, okay, how is it that you can come so close to beating Boston and then you drop 4-0 to the San Jose Sharks? Yeah, they're just going to be happy to be here. Yeah, uh, two teams we can put in the bottom tier, the St. Louis Blues and the Vancouver Canucks. Yep. Let's get to the Vegas Golden Knights. I don't know what to think about the Vegas yeah. Golden Knights. Yeah. I, I don't know what to think about them. When I look at them on paper, I'm like, okay, you could be the real deal. You know, you've got Jack Eichel, so I get that. You know, Riley Smith, Chandler Stevenson, you've got some, you know, you've got some great players. They just got Jonathan Quick. That was a whole thing. Like, did he unpack anything? I don't think so. Yeah. Um, but the, the thing with Jonathan Quick is, remember, he was traded by L.A. because he wasn't doing good in L.A. And uh, is is that the guy who who's going to lead? Yeah. Like, is, is, that your, is that your answer? Like, is that it? I, I just, I don't know what to say about them. Moneypuck.com has them at a 2.4% chance of winning the cup. I think they're a dark horse. I just can't figure them out. I'm just not buying all in. They I mean, I have every reason to think they're a dark horse, Anne. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just, I, I look at it and it's like, you know, one thing goes wrong and they fall off. I'm with you. I put them in my dark horse tier. Just because, I mean, you look at what they've done this season. It's weird because they start off this year as one of the best teams in the NHL. They were keeping pace with the Boston Bruins. uh, And then a lot of injuries happened and they, you know, came back. And even when people have been healthy, it's like you look at it like one week when we're doing a Western Conference segment. It's like, all right, Vegas is like eight and two in their last 10 games as a team heating up. And then you do the same segment a week later and look and it's like, oh, they're three and seven in their last 10 what happened there yeah so I, I have no idea what to make of vegas i'm putting him in the dark horse just because i don't want to look stupid uh, <laughs> but, but yeah <laughs> just just to be safe uh I'm putting him as a dark horse yeah. all right last one in the winnipeg jets yeah again this is a team i have as a dark horse I, but they're, they're like, I feel like they're not headed in the right direction. They did take Nino Niederreiter. So, you know, I want good things for Nino because I adore him. They have a lot of things going on that are good, but like they just played a game where they had to go to overtime to beat the San Jose Sharks. But again, I come back to this. If you have Connor Hellebuck in net, anything is possible. Yeah. So for me, they're oh, a dark he, hasn't, he hasn't looked exactly great his I know, past few games. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know about them. I was all in on the Jets a, a little while ago, but lately I'm like, ooh, guys, this is not happening at the right time for you. Yeah, uh, only two wins in their last 10. They're in danger of maybe getting leapfrogged by the Nashville Predators. Uh, if, you know, things go a certain way to me. And I think they're in the just happy to be here tier yeah. at this point. I still think they're kind of in a rebuild mode. 
I don't know exactly around what they're trying to rebuild, to be honest. You know, they have Hellebuck, but I just, I don't, I haven't seen enough from the Winnipeg Jets that make me think, yeah, they're going to contend for the cup. So they're, they're firmly in the just happy to be here. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think? Let us know who you think the dark horses to come out of the West may be. Who do you think is going to win the conference? Let us know. Again, tweet us at LO underscore predators or comment on our YouTube channel. And where can people find your work? You can find my work online at insidethepreds.com. You can find me on Twitter at ANK underscore mama on ice. You can find me at onthefourcheck.com or follow me on NS Morgan. Also, be sure to subscribe however you're listening to us, whether it's on YouTube or your favorite podcasting platform. Really helps us out. That's going to do it for us on today's Locked on Predators podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Back tomorrow with an all-new episode. See you then.